0: And welcome to Cinema Spectator, a show where an expert and a casual movie fan watch movies in the cinematic canon. Today's film is Paddington, directed by Paul King, starring Ben Whishaw and Hugh Bonneville. My name is Cameron Tuttle, and I'm joined with Isaac Ransom. Isaac, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm doing well. I I had one of those, uh, like, I I like to call them like the trash can meals, you know, where you uh, just (laughs) rummage. You have no idea what you're doing. You're just throwing ingredients towards a pan and an oven. And somehow it's it comes different out.
0: things in different uh, I- I- in different cultures, um, but yeah, trash can meal. I guess that's a that's a name for it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could just say it's the melting pot. You know, maybe yes. that's one way of putting it. But I wasn't mel- yes. making soup.
1: I uh, it was. I don't know. It kind of it kind of slapped. It was good. You know, I had like these corn dogs in the freezer. I was like, well, this is, I can't just eat this. This is unhealthy. You know, <laughs> so. I made, like, these, like, potato wedges that were pretty good, and then I made some broccolini to go along the side. It was, like, garlic broccolini, you know, a little bit of that, like, salt, pepper, potatoes, and then they were, like, these... I just got to say, the turkey corn dogs from Trader Joe's, man, they, they are great. They're, like, good. <laughs> They're, like, really good. Uh, I had to re- right. refrain from, from eating more than two, but, yeah. So...
0: That that's that's how I am, Kevin. How are you? Mm, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, just been been going all over. I was in the Transamerica Building Whoa. the other day. Whoa, which is I'm, which is pretty crazy. I've never been there, but it's I've seen it a lot. Well, so. it's like all offices, so it's not like exciting or anything. Like, yeah, you can't you can't get in if you don't like have a reason to be there. Um, but. It was very pretty and the view was beautiful. So what is, what is I, I liked it. It was good. I mean, is it like offices for a lot of different companies
1: or Yeah, yeah. I've always been confused um, about that. Like, you know, you see a big skyscraper and it's like oh, this is like Adobe. I was like, Are they that's all Adobe or It can't so be So, right? Yes,
0: it well it it does depend. I mean, if there's a company like say a company has like, you know, five hundred employees and that's its headquarters, you know, it's gonna have a pretty big building. Um, sure. for that. So yeah, I mean, I think the Transamerica building has lots of different uh d- different offices and, you know, I don't I don't really know what they do. I just <laughs> I, j- I was just there on a job, so I, you know, I needed to uh I don't have any other information other than it was cool. The view was pretty.
1: <laughs> very cool. Very cool.
0: I um I was actually in San Francisco recently
1: this weekend with a friend. Um, Cameron, I was telling you about that. And uh, we went to a bunch of places I've never been in San Francisco. One was the Grace Cathedral, which is like mm-hmm. this huge church. Looks like a, you know, Bloodborne final boss. It was really weird because uh, we, my, my fiance, Juliana, and our friends wanted to go see this uh, orchestra version of Taylor Swift's music. So we went to this orchestra, Taylor Swift. It was very, I was like, okay, this is going to be neat. No joke, this church, like, was all candlelit. There was, like, no light at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is... Yeah, something evil is about to be... Like, some weird summoning, <laughs> like, sacrifice to Taylor. I don't... It was weird, man. It's It smelled like the Indiana Jones ride in there. I, it was just... It was an experience. But wow. speaking
0: of like You I said that-, that and I immediately <laughs> knew what you what you meant. Oh, oh yeah. No, like
1: we we it was a group decision. We we're like, yeah, this smells just like the Indiana Jones run. Um but uh not only did I see uh, Grace Cathedral, but we took a wrong turn apparently if you do this in san francisco you can end up on the bay bridge so we ended up going to oakland because we missed oh an exit goodness. and it was pretty funny because i was like i've never been on this bridge i never have even like come this close to you know angel island you know if it wasn't 11 o'clock i was like we should have just pulled over and seen it seen what was going
0: on there but uh wait is that true you've never been across the bay bridge no
1: no, I guess
0: well, uh, when would you ever need to? Because you have Why 680. Would I, but what do you mean? You think I want to go to Oakland um, or Berkeley? I mean, there's cool stuff over there.
1: I got. I think. I think I need uh, the Juzo tour. You know, we're thinking about Juzo, especially with this movie this week. Um, oh yes, so. yes. Cameron, uh, I got.
0: I'm going to ask him about uh, getting him on next week because uh, he is he's in love with um, the second one with Paddington too. So mm, mm. Um, he, I think, I think he'll. I'll try to get him to join us. I think I
1: feel like good. he'd be offended that you said he's in love with the second one without saying that he probably loves this one too. I'm just well, guessing.
0: Um yeah, no, he does. He thinks it's a good movie. It's you know, it's a really good movie. Um, but the second one is like, I don't know. We we'll talk about it next week, but um there is something magical about the second one that maybe isn't exactly present with the first one, but still a great movie. So. Yeah. Be- before we jump into Paddington, our full review for it, Cameron, I got to ask what you've been watching this week. I have been watching a couple different things. Um, so I finished up Stranger Things, um, part or season four, part one and two or whatever. <laughs> I hate that they do that. It's so stupid. Um, and yeah, I really, I really liked it. Um, most of it, I think there was some I there were some questionable decisions in terms of some of the some of the writing, some of the reveals of especially the last episode i i do I do th- have kind of a problem with the way that that last episode is paced specifically. Yeah. it yeah. it feels very strung out in a lot of ways. and it it definitely feels like it could have been broken up into two, maybe three episodes. um and and I feel like I don't know. I feel like one two and a half hour episode is is kind of intense you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah I, uh, not that i mean obviously movies are two and a half hours but it's paced like a tv show so it doesn't feel like it's giving you all one sort of cohesive ride at the end you know like it i, I don't know i had the same criticism with harry potter seven part two um like i feel the same exact way but um that it could just be a me thing i don't know uh, a lot of people seem to love those movies, but there was also some weird decisions that they made. I thought, um, to- I guess I don't want to spoil anything, but like towards certain characters, um, I thought there was some maybe missed opportunities, I guess. Um, mm. but overall I really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I think the seventh episode is really where that season peaks oh um, yeah no, it, it, it's firing on all cylinders at that point um just great stuff but um you know not not a letdown necessarily but de- definitely doesn't reach quite the height that the seventh episode does and then um i don't know if you've ever seen this isaac i uh rewatched with Kiana, so she had never seen it, but um, I was re-watching it. I rewatched Chernobyl, which is a miniseries, um, HBO miniseries, five episodes. that are they're like an hour fifteen-ish episodes, so kind of probably like six six hours in total. Um, but it really is like a six hour movie. It's it's incredible stuff. And it's it's definitely one of the best mini series or long movies whatever you want to call it like it's it's one of the best ones that i've ever seen like punches you so hard and um like it's kind of like weirdly action-packed in a lot of ways um and like intense um very it's a very stern show in a lot of ways because it's dealing with such um dire subject matter but it's also extremely poignant um, maybe even to like a fault in some ways. It it, it feels like, especially the last episode, which I think is genuinely perfect, but, um, the last episode feels like a very long version of the, uh, the speech in the great dictator. (laughs) Like Mm. it's, it's kind of like that. Um, but I really, I really think it's something special. So if you haven't, if you haven't seen Chernobyl, um, I would recommend it a hundred percent.
1: No, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I. it sounds interesting, and I don't know anything about it, so I'm, I think I'll go in blind one of these days, but yeah. yeah. I have been watching just one movie on top of, you know, playing some games, which, you know, Cameron and I, we've been playing some video games together this week, and that's been fun. Nothing too, I guess, narrative-driven or related to movies at all, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just to comment on the last episode of stranger things, I'm not going to get into spoilers. I think the first hour of the last episode is actually really good. Um, The whole setup with the, I guess you could say like the response team on the ground, right? Where they have this plan. Like I would say that that entire sequence is very engaging and fun. And even the title of the last episode being piggyback the whole plot point with that is kind of interesting how there's, you know, it's kind of, there's there's that whole like dream within a dream, like kind of trippy, like inception thing going on. All yeah. of that's good. Something falls apart when, and I don't know why, like they continue to focus on sections of the Russian plot line and they keep hopping around with like, uh, it's like the whole, you know, dream within a dream thing is just forgotten, and then it's like kind of an Avengers Endgame like yeah. set. You know, it's like what yeah, is yeah. like what what happened to all those cool creative elements, and the resolution of the season as well. I almost feel like it was kind of honed in because if you think about like the 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 direction of what was happening with the characters. You know, there's just I'm not going to spoil anything, but something happens with some of the characters where it was like I could see how they would tie this up perfectly. You know, Um, it's like they could have used what happened at the end to be like, okay, you know, success. This season's over, but instead they kind of are like, I don't know, you know, like, and it's like why? I don't, I don't. It almost feels. Like a letdown at the end because you're like, I sort of was expecting it to be done. You know, I don't really know how much longer yeah. they can drag this out, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of how I felt too was like I, I, I turned it off. I mean, at the end and I was like... I swear this was the last season. Didn't they say yeah, that it was the yeah. last season? Like, and, and, um, it's very clearly not the last season. Uh, but, and which is, which is fine. And I think how they handled some of it is, is good, but they kind of didn't. So like, I would compare it to something like infinity war. Um, yeah. and it has kind of an infinity war ending, but almost a little, like it's like half an Infinity War <laughs> ending, um, and I kind of feel like they should have just gone full th- full throttle throttle yeah. into that territory. Um, and I really do feel like some of the like I I, I guess they're trying to keep it like uh, hopeful, I guess, or like ch- you know, I don't I'm, know. It's I'm it's not weird. entirely it's- sure.
1: Yeah, because because I've heard like Millie Bobby Brown had that interview where she was like, I think there's too many characters, and we need to start killing some of them off, right? Um, and then the Duffer <laughs> brothers responded to that comment and said, like, this isn't Game of Thrones. It's Stranger Things. and uh, Kind of, but... And I was like, you know, you can say that, but I watched the first few episodes of, you know, season four, and it's more brutal than almost most things I saw in Game of Thrones. You true, know, like, yeah, that, like, is, that is 100% <laughs> Like, true. it's like, you can say that, oh, no, it's a good, happy 80s action flick, but I'm like, that was pretty horrifying, you know?
0: I I don't know. Like It's kind I know of funny that, because I, like... There was one point in the last couple of episodes where, you know how, um, you know, I don't know how they rate. This is because it's a Netflix show. So it pops up with a little rating that says TV 14, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kiana's like, how in the world is this TV 14? <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, what? Yeah. This, it doesn't make any sense. There's like, you know, dead kids all over this show. You know, this show. Know, it's like, know. It's like insane. Like, how do you... Ha- but then that's weird too because like it's obviously not being rated by anybody but the content board at like it's not going through the mpaa or like the the um fcc i think the fcc um the one who does tv you know who does the tv ratings it's not going through any of that so this is all obviously just internally at at netflix they're like all right tv 14 you know it's like, yeah okay. i think they're kind of you like well so. you know
1: this is for teenagers you know this is fun right sort of i
0: guess, I guess. I, yeah i know I it's know. like really?
1: <laughs> I, I mean i could see like you know some of the earlier seasons but this one something that steps up a little bit and i think it's cool i just i don't know so yeah i mean i was glad you watched it cameron good thoughts i don't even what's weird is that because it didn't conclude I'm actually less excited for the next season, you know? Like, if they had just tied it up, I would be like, I'd watch another season, you know? Like, it's a really strange (laughs) thing where, like, we're trying to keep people engaged, got to keep those Netflix subscriptions up, and I'm like, I honestly would just be Like, I honestly, I don't even really want to watch the next season. But that's how I felt at the third season, too. (laughs) It's just weird to feel that way after this one when... I really enjoyed it. You know, like I really liked it and I still have kind of those same feelings, but yep. what do I know? I still watched the 3rd season and the 4th season, so I'm sure I'll watch the 5th, you know. The other movie that I watched Cameron uh is on Netflix and I don't know if you've seen it, but it's called Mean Girls. I watched it. I have it, seen um, Mean
0: Girls, yeah. I
1: watched it with Juliana, you know. I would say that this is kind of a classic to a lot of people in our generation. Um really fun i don't think this movie could ever be made today uh just because some of the jokes are a little aggressive but i don't know like it's a pretty good i think the movie actually has some pretty good messages i didn't realize how it was like more more like i I guess more of a positive message than i really expected and it's kind of an in-depth look at like gossip teenage girl like you know, uh, lifestyle and things like that. And it, there's a lot to it. I, I'm, I was surprised how, how full of character the movie is. Um, I had seen it before, but I really enjoyed watching it again. Um, so shout out to everyone that likes mean girls. Um, I was surprised how, how much fun it was rewatching it. So that's on Netflix right now. And so is Paddington, which we're going to get into. If you enjoy the show, you can support us at patreon.com slash ECFS productions, throw a couple of dollars our way, get exclusive things like voting on the show. And, uh, you know, we have a topic this month. It's in my mind, it's more happy movies. Cameron, are we doing animated movies or are we doing animated movies mixed with real life? No, this isn't,
0: this isn't a topic month. I just picked Paddington so that we could watch it. You said you wanted something happy but we're we're forgive, trying to catch ba- we're, we're trying to catch back up to the month system, okay, and we're because <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened to the show the last few weeks, Cameron put me through
1: a Stanley Kubrick month <laughs> that he decided to extend, followed by a war movie month that he also was like, let's extend that too, you know, so yeah, yeah pretty much <laughs> if i'm if I'm not clinically depressed at this point I'm glad you know I'm glad I just got to focus on bears and marmalade. so uh if you enjoy the show. I mean, <laughs> You know, you could you know where to support us. Uh, giving us a rating, tell, sharing the show, all that stuff helps. We thank you guys for your time. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we're a small little production, but we just you know we love making this podcast and creating things. So we appreciate you and your time and your support. Whatever you can do, uh, it helps a lot. Cameron, why the heck are we watching Paddington?
0: Because it's lovely, Isaac. It's lovely. Um. So okay. So Paddington. The first one, uh, came out in 2014. Uh, it's directed by Paul King, who, um, kind of has an inconspicuous, uh, track record, I guess, mostly TV. Um, and then I actually, I think entirely TV and then he directed Paddington, uh, one and two. So like, you know, very strange set of, of, um, like, yeah, strange filmography, I guess. But, um, Paddington I'm not British so I had no connection going into this with the the property. So I think I, I don't know I think it's universally accepted that these movies are um both you know sort of in the spirit and sort of keeping in the character of of the original you know Michael Bond book um Paddington and you know I think I think it is interesting when you have a movie like this um, that's designed for kids and sort of based on a, you know, a beloved property, um, that you turn into, um, you know, a cynical cash grab, basically, um, like, you know, something like the Smurfs or, you know, it, there's, there's countless examples of this in, uh, in American media in Alvin Hollywood. and the
1: chipmunks, Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah, Alvin
0: and the chipmunks. There's so many, so many examples of, um, movies that are really just because of the brand recognition of the property and have no no life, no character, no love for uh for, you know, what the creation was. Um not even really a message or anything discernible uh it, and it's just pure stimuli, you know. Um and and I I really I find those movies to be maybe more offensive than like a like a poorly made movie or like something that has, you know, uh, like you could tell someone tried but failed, like, you know, like the prequels or something. Uh, Yet I have, I have much more disdain for a movie like Alvin and the Chipmunks or the, the Smurfs or something that is really, really just a cynical cash grab. And so, you know, upon hearing that they made a Paddington movie, one, not even caring or knowing anything about Paddington uh, you know, I assumed that it would probably be a very similar um, situation, but somehow in this movie um, I think, I think partly because there was probably a lot of respect for um, the property and um, the, the character Um, I I don't really know, you know, how, how the, the behind the scenes of sort of how this got made, um, and Paul King's relationship to, to Paddington, I guess. But, um, it seems in the making of this movie that they've found something that has a lot of heart and, and it seems like they very much love the, the source material, if that makes sense. Um, so I just, you know, most, first and foremost, I want to say it, this movie looks like it could be a cynical cash grab, but it really is not. It is it is a very sweet, a very wholesome movie. Um, and on top of that, not just being sort of a um, endearing movie for children, it is actually very funny um, and meaningful in a surprising way. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my, my short intro. Um, Isaac, if you want to talk a little bit, I guess, about if you want to go over the story, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm sure we'll we'll go into it, but um, you know, just talk about your what you th- your first impressions, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, going into this movie, I've I've heard a lot of praise from Cameron and of course Juzo, who's one of our patrons. He's on the show a lot about Paddington. Um, I know Cameron, you were clarifying Paddington Two is the legendary uh, film, but yes, uh, yes, and we'll get to that, but. It was kind of strange because I'm like, what am I walking into? I don't know about this movie. And it doesn't... It starts with something that I would say, like, in the opening moments tells you there's a little bit more creativity in this movie than you're originally expecting. Mm. It does sort of like the up-explore intro, right? And that aesthetic... I don't know. Like it kind of won me over pretty quickly. Um, I was like, I just, I don't know, like this is just hitting right. But there was like a moment where it kind of becomes an avatar movie. Um, like <laughs> James Cameron avatar with, you know, the bears are, you know, they're, they're hanging out in the forest. Right. So I'll kind of go over the plot and, this opening scene, I'm like, what? I don't get it. I've been listening to voice actors and animated bears in the forest talk about marmalade and stuff. But even within the first five minutes, there's a tragedy that strikes this small little bear family and Paddington is sent off to London. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I really didn't. I don't like the Avatar CGI, but for some reason, I still felt something in that scene. Do you know what I mean? Like I was oh, like, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I, I don't <laughs> love watching like these animated bears talk. It's a little weird, but somehow I'm still <laughs> moved. Right. Um, yeah. and Paddington, the small bear is told that he's going to go to London. Um, there's, you know, post world war two, like mentions of refugees going to London and being accepted, which is a fairly heavy <laughs> subject. Right kind of just placed in there and you know his what is it his aunt bear is like just go to London wear this tag around your neck and someone is going to take you in like they did back during the war and I was yeah like, well, this is very you know great a great um, you know segue with the pianist right Um so <laughs> true <laughs> yeah pa- Paddington you know he goes to London modern London very fish out of water eventually uh finds a family that he's able to get in with in a very humble and kind way but he's still like this rambunctious bear and there's all these silly things that happen uh and then of course there's sort of like the evil mustache twirling villain who's this lady (laughs) um who's like nicole kidman yeah she's she's she really wants to um what did, what does she do? She's a tax. She, stu-
0: she wants to stuff him. Yeah, yeah put him, yeah. put him as an exhibit in the museum. <laughs> right. So
1: you know Paddington's fumbling around London and getting into a bunch of trouble, and meanwhile there's this this lady who wants to stuff him to put him in a museum, right? Which is kind of, I I don't know. Like with the saying it out loud, like there's like that explore intro. There's also this like. Uh, museum uh, or, or like archive of geology like I don't know archaeologists and and geographers and things like that, um, and it's like she, you know, she's somehow tied into that, and she wants to put him in a museum. I'm thinking about Indiana Jones and things like that. So, I, uh, yeah, overall, it's a very um, fun film. Very, it's very like you know, it's a child's film, you know. But I think what yeah. really began to surprise me about this movie. Is that there's this aggressive um, creativity in the editing and in the set designs and even in like kind of an expressionist uh, representation of what's going on like around them like there's a painting of a tree in this st- in by the staircase in in Paddington and there's certain parts of the movie where uh, when a character's sad suddenly. For no good reason, the tree, like, its leaves shed, right? Or the tree, like, its leaves kind of blossom towards the end of the movie where things are resolving. And it's like little details like that where you're like, wow, you know, I feel like most kids' movies would just kind of brush over anything like that. But I think this movie has an emotion that um, was kind of unexpected. It's okay showing aspects of a family that are kind of ugly and very re- relatable and it does it in a in somehow like a kid-friendly yet honest way that i yeah. I, I didn't expect i if i i it, this movie kind of made me feel like i was a kid watching movies with my parents again we used to watch movies on fridays you know that's just the way it goes right you eat your popcorn and things like that and as I was watching this, I was like, I, I don't know how exactly to explain it, but I kind of feel like if I was a lot younger and watching this with my parents and seeing the parents getting arguments in this movie and the kids getting arguments with their dad and the way that the dad is represented with his kids and things like that, like I'd be like, I feel like I'd be very moved as a kid by this movie. Mm-hmm. Even so, as an adult watching it, I'm like, wow, there's something um, very deep about the dad the dad so the family that takes in paddington the dad is very reluctant he's like this is a hazard and they even go as far to make his like whole career a risk manager risk yeah. management like <laughs> person or whatever and i i just think like there's little things like that where they like overblow his character for a comma kind of a two-dimensional comedic presence but then like they add this third layer throughout the movie with the tension that's building and you're like, wow, like I'm starting to understand something about this character when he was just a worried dad. And halfway through the movie, you find out before he had kids, he was kind of a wild guy on a motorcycle, and now that's gone. And there's something kind of lost between him and his wife's relationship. I was Like, why is this in a kid's movie? You know, like why, why yeah. why, why is this depth suddenly coming about throughout the movie as if it's an adult <laughs> film? But there's this, you know, this happy go lucky, like fun adventure. I'm a bear in, in London. Uh, Plot, and suddenly there's kind of character development that's happening, right um so I think i I don't think that this movie is like a movie that you need to like run out and watch, you know I was just really taken back about how engaging and also like fun um the movie was while still having something to say about like kind of families. I don't know what the right word is. Cause it's not like a broken family, right? It's a no, family. It's just that's... the,
0: the nor- very ordinary, um, push and pull that happens within a family. And, yeah. and I think, so I think, um, kind of what you're hitting on. And I think what this series does so, so well, Paddington is an extremely, well, uh, he, he's very, um, Sincere and and I think that sincerity comes across in sort of a way that is completely non-judgmental um, and is very is very open about what he sees. And so he you know, what he's observing and these behaviors that he's really trying to learn and pick up on from the Brown family, it's it comes from really him just just looking at things from from, you know, this observation of how they operate. Um, And in a lot of that, it would be maybe normal conversation that would probably go, you know, over over a kid's head in sort of a different movie. But in this movie today, they, they've structured it in, in such a way that everything seems new to Paddington. So everything seems new to you as well. Um, and so even the things that are uh, maybe a little bit ugly or a little bit more, um, you know, rough around the edges, I guess, um, w- about the family and sort of the insecurities in, involved in that, um, all of those things are sort of approached at a very honest way, uh, from, from Paddington. And I think, I think that's where this series really shines, um, is how, how much honesty and how much sincerity there is. It's, there's no cynicism in this movie whatsoever. I don't think, I think it's, it's extremely on like an optimistic movie on, you know, (laughs) in every level. And and I think the optimism is about um, the like very simple things that you would maybe roll your eyes at if it was presented in a different way. You know, the optimism is about sort of the kindness of strangers and um, you know the love of one's of one's city and the love of one's home um, and you know how a family. Um, functions and, and sort of these very simple and honest, um, things that you would maybe never think about, uh, diving deep into, um, in a, in a kid's movie, but they do it in such a way that has no, um, no judgment really. It it feels like it's so, um, I don't know. I don't know how to put it other than it it is sincere. Um and like unshakably sincere. <laughs> Everything mm. about the movie is is Paddington being um re- like almost renewing his his faith in you know something that he's heard so so much you know so much great things about um and being you know maybe a little bit Taken aback when he first first gets there, you know he's he's heard so much about London. He he wants to go there all of his life, and sort of it's the dream of his you know his guardians, um, his his uncle and his aunt. And it's and when he gets there, he's surprised by how different it is um, than than he was expecting. But every every moment and every turn, he he becomes more and more accustomed to the you know, I guess the ways of, of life that he wouldn't have otherwise known. And, and I think within that, he's bringing, like, he's, he's such a great character in that he brings an honesty to, uh, you know, this, this group, this family, this group of characters um, that changes the way that they look at themselves and about, you know, where they are in their home. So I don't know if there's something. There's something brilliantly simple about how this movie um, represents these things, um, and it just it does it with with the with the ultimate attitude of um, of care and and of sort of love for um, maybe for London or for you know. England and, you know, the, the people and like, it has this, just this glowing appreciation of, um, of not just Paddington as a property, but I think, you know, where it comes from as well. I don't know. There's something, there's something very, um, I guess maybe simple about that, but also just, uh, it, it. It makes you kind of stop and think like, wow, this could be a much more cynical kids movie, but it's not, <laughs> which is surprising. yeah, there's Yeah. There's
1: definitely a love for London in this movie. And I think that was fun for me. Um, I'm actually going to be going to London this year. So I'm, 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 for me, I'm like, I'm pretty excited to see what it's like. And watching this movie, there's like a love for the city and the people, but it's still, commenting on the current state of London Mm -hmm. as well. Um, There's like little moments where the whole fish out of water thing, how they're kind of rejecting Paddington as a stranger. And then the reflection on world war two and, and the, the immigrants and the ending statements of the movie about like, everyone's different. And so everyone belongs here. You know, it's, it's almost like, you know I, I don't know it's just it, it's interesting because a lot of American culture is like an embracing of the melting pot right and I, I've never been to London I don't know what it's like over there um, but this movie is very much like pushing a message of diversity um, in in London but it's doing it in such a sincere way it's not attaching any sort of like political comments or anything like that. It's just like, let's not forget what heroic things we've done in the past and, and why that makes our city great, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't even know why this subtext is in a kid's movie. You know, that I, I think that's the big thing with Paddington is it's like, why, why is this movie going above and beyond when it really doesn't have to, right.
0: you know, Right. that's kind yeah. of the, the constant thing with it. And that's why it's, it's a special movie in a lot of ways. I mean, it really does in the same way that, you know, a lot of the classic Pixar movies do the, they do the same thing, right? Yeah. They go above and beyond, not just in sort of the, the child entertainment element of it, which I think, I think this movie has a, some, some very, this one, maybe not as much as Paddington 2, and we'll get into that next week, but has some really good uh you know sequences um some sort of slapstick and some funny um mischief moments that you would expect in a kids movie and it all is is very um you know over the top as he's a bear and I, and I think also you know you mentioned him being a fish out of water but I do feel like um at all points in the movie there's there's a chance of of someone calling him out for being a bear Um, and nobody ever does, you know, it's, it's always just taken as a granted that, oh, it's this, it's this nice talking bear. He's polite. He's, (laughs) he, he, you know, he tips his hat to me and, you know, it's like, it's, it's very, um, it's absurd in that way. And I think, yeah, um, bringing up sort of the editing style and, and it obviously is a fanciful movie. It's, you know, it's, it's supposed to be sort of this, um, you know magical kids world where uh you know b- bears can talk and travel to london and you know people don't don't give it a second thought basically you know so um well i mean there is conversation about discrimination against bears in this movie too <laughs>
1: right like some of the people yeah. in london are like you don't pretty soon they're going to be, they're going to be having all their friends and family over those bears. You know, they're nothing but trouble. Right. So it's, it's, I don't know. Like there, there are some, it like kind of teeters around some more serious topics, but it presents it in a way for kids to relate that to things they'll see in the future or understand the future. And it's still like submitting a, a positive message or a positive response, uh, to the things in the world that are going to be around you, you know. And I feel I think, like watching watching this movie. I was like, this is a movie I'm gonna show to my kids. It's, it feels very, I don't know. Like I feel like maybe I I don't. It's, it's so easy for me to hear about how parents are like, oh, movies are just so terrible now for my children, <laughs> and they probably haven't watched this one. You know, like that's what's kind yeah. of like weird is I'm like, I don't know a lot of people that have seen Paddington and. I'm like, it's, it's shockingly good. It's like, it's, it's, um, (laughs) it is like, you're definitely right. It has that Pixar energy, but like old Pixar energy, you know? Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, it did, I still had that feeling of like, I'm watching a kid's movie, but it, it was neat to see how it continued to impress me from kind of more of like a cinephile brain where I'm like, well, that was a quick cut. Or that was an interesting decision or why on earth is the, uh, uh, geographer's archive so creative looking.
0: Right? Yeah. Like this is um, a beautiful set. Like you yes, know, there's, yes. there's certain things that you're like, wow, this is, um, this is really interesting. Um, yeah. and I think, I think another thing about it is, um, some of the jokes in this movie are, are so funny and not made for kids at all <laughs> like they would not not just in the sort of like you know I always criticize this for dreamworks of having like potty humor um that is like kind of juvenile you know but it's like oh we make jokes for adults too but it's like do adults really want to see like you know people farting on screen like not really i guess but um but this movie has jokes where, where, you know, he's, he's like calculating the risk of, you know, of Paddock. He's like calling his insurance and, right. and like, that's not a joke for, for kids. They don't even understand what that means. But for me, I'm, you know, I'm cracking up because they're, they're just some lines in this movie where you're like, man, that is like, that's so funny. That's like something you would see in a, in like the Office or something, you know what I mean? It has it has that energy of um, of just excellent comedy, and that's what I was going to say. Along with sort of the the fun, sort of mischief action stuff, um, it ha- it really does have bring sort of the entertainment value uh, that you would want out of sort of a ninety minute movie like this, um, where it 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 re- it has everything for you it's got sort of that stuff behind the meaningful stuff behind what it's saying it has you know um the human emotion aspect and sort of the connection of him finding a family and them being skeptical about him and you then sort of over time growing accustomed to this situation and and then end up you know lo- loving him at the end and so, like, there's there's that sort of emotional element and maybe the meaningful side of this movie. And then on top of that, there's um, – it's it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, you know, there's n- there's never a moment in this movie where I'm like, oh, boring. Let's skip this sequence. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it yeah. always feels and, – and I think for kids' movies, that's pretty impressive because um, a lot of them have sequences where you're like, ugh. This is just boring, you know, like I, I, I'm not interested in this, you know, when, when they start talking about, Oh, like what's the message of the movie? You know, it's like, ugh, right. I couldn't, I couldn't tell already, you know, but like this movie has none of that. It really does feel like, um, all of it has either meaning or just entertainment value, um, you know, in, in every moment. So yeah, it's it's really well paced, and I I have to continue
1: to shout out the editing. I think, I mean, for me, a lot of the editing reminded me of Edgar Wright movies. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and there's well, like and the the humor in the movie is very Edgar Wright too. There's yeah, lots it's of visual a, humor, stuff like that. Yeah,
1: I think that's kind of why I was like this movie's crafted super well because I'm a big fan of what Edgar Wright does in, in his films and. There's also a love for, like, London in Edgar Wright's movies. I mean, Shaun of the Dead. I think like you kind of get that suburban like life thing about that movie. That's that's really special. Um, and so I feel like this movie could have been in Edgar Wright's catalog. It would have had me fooled. I was like, oh, he did a kids movie. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I overall like i don't i don't really feel like there's much to say about this movie besides the fact that it's impressive for what it is and um like it's unabashedly positive really easy to watch it's exactly what i wanted to watch (laughs) uh, basically (laughs) when i watched it i was like this is so simple to get through and I, I don't know. There's just something to be said about like movies that aren't a chore. You know,
0: that's what I'm mm-hmm. always asking for on the show, Cameron, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and it's wholesome. I think that's another great thing about it is like, this is a movie that is just, it's just wholesome. You know, it just has yeah. a, an energy to it that you're like, ah, this is refreshing. You know, it's, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air. Um, and, and, yeah, it is not a chore at all. It it, it makes you want to um, watch something like this again, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I will say the cast
1: does a great job as well. Um, I don't know. I don't have the any of the actors or actresses' names up. But I like the, the granny, like lady is really um fun the whole sequence with her distracting the guard (laughs)
0: Uh, you're playing a drinking game with the guards (laughs) yeah
1: yeah was like awesome um and uh yeah i think the mother character is like really um i don't know like i just like most of the characters are really uh really fun i even like the 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 younger like preteen daughter she like that character could have been so obnoxious both the kids (laughs) could have been super obnoxious yeah totally um but they kind of have their own past with like their parents and stuff um with the younger son having an accident uh with his love for kind of like rambunctious boyhood and rockets and things like that so now he's like relegated to safe toys right (laughs) just kind of an interesting it's more interesting than most kid characters um and you know the daughter being like i just i don't want to be i don't want to look bad in front of my new peers i'm at a new school and how that kind of connects her with paddington being a a new person in town too right um it's just a lot of well thought out character moments um and even the the supporting role like the weird neighbor and um the uh who did you say the Nicole the Kidman. villain? Yeah. yeah. Nicole Kidman really, she's really fun in this movie. Yeah. Um, she kills it honestly.
0: And I think, so I think for me, if I was to give one criticism of the movie, um, which is really a criticism, but I do think that plot line is, is a, is a bit, um, contrived. Uh, but I think they know that. And I don't, I don't think it stays. It's, it's welcome. It overstays its welcome. um, and I think sort of everything involved, and I, I like that there, you know, you want in, in a movie like this, you want sort of an overarching, um, you know, danger or conflict in some ways. You can't just mm-hmm. have it be um, Paddington moves to a new city and learns to to do well here. You know, um, right. you have to have something that is is a conflict. Um, and And we'll see in the second one, I think they handle it much, much better. Um, in a way that that really elevates it to sort of new heights. Um, and at the same time, like, saying that as a criticism, um, it is, A, very fun, and she, she just plays it so well. Um, and so, you know, even if I don't necessarily care about that more than sort of the internal conflict of him with the family... Um, it is still fun to, to watch and, and sort of every time they're on screen, um, it's funny and there's, there's this, there's this back and forth that, that, you know, this charisma between them that, um, is really just hilarious. And she, she really is a mustache twirling villain <laughs> yes. like, yeah. and like an overlease, you know, but uh, that's obviously the point, but, um, it is just, it's kind of funny. So, um, yeah. It's good. It's good. You should, you should watch
1: it. I think this is a good one if you have like cousins or kids or I don't know, like it's one of those movies that you're not going to fall asleep in. (laughs) Well, I mean you can, but uh, you, you, I, I feel like there are so many kids movies and I was thinking about a lot of them when watching this film where it's like, I, anytime characters talk, in kids' movies, it's just <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, let's just move on to the part where the dog is attacking someone. You know, like, I, the only other movie I was, uh, there's another movie I was thinking about, Cameron. You know how, like, in the 2000s and the kind of the late teens as well, like, there was a lot of like those Beethoven movies where there's like dog actors,
0: yeah, yeah. or
1: or animal actors in the movie. And this movie's like obviously a CG Bear. Um and sometimes they use like some animal actors. But I was like, what how does this movie work so much better than those other ones? And I think it's all the reasons we just listed, right? Yeah. But I, I'm now I'm like curious to revisit some of those those movies. There's there's one movie that I haven't made you watch before. I don't even know where to find it. Um but it's called C spot run. I know I've talked about it before <laughs> <laughs> and it is, I just remember it being like, just like potty humor. But as a kid, right, I was like, right. this is so funny. This is so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so maybe we'll, we'll have to watch it sometimes. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see who's in that, that movie uh, really fast. It looks like,
0: um, David Arquette and Michael Clark Dunk- Duncan, um, who oh <laughs> he yes was, yes yes. Michael Clark Duncan was in the Green Mile <laughs> and like Armageddon. He's like the bro, giant dude. Yeah, bro. Uh, if you if you kind of sc- scroll over
1: some of the mob... like Anthony Anderson is like super funny in this movie and um, Joe Vertelli uh, I think and uh, Paul Servino. Um, Paul Sorvino's
0: in it. Do you know who that is? Uh, no. Hang on. Oh, oh, that's Polly from, from, from (laughs) Goodfellas. He
1: he literally, he, uh, cause I hadn't seen Goodfellas, but I'd seen this movie. He plays Polly again in this movie. Like literally just the same character. Um, yeah, dude, we gotta watch this movie. That's like how,
0: um, how, um, oh man, what's his, what's his name? Uh, (laughs) hold on I'm gonna I'm gonna find it um how Joe Pesci he literally made Home Alone and Goodfellas the same year (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) which I always
0: just find so hilarious and um and yeah no it's just it's just so funny and he plays he plays you know he plays his character in Goodfellas in (laughs) basically in in uh, Home Alone as well so Bro, dude, c Spot Run has
1: twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Dude. <laughs> Yikes! Even the audience score is forty four percent. So there's no redeeming qualities, man. But they're they're <laughs> they're placed next to a lot of uh, those like tr- trash movies, man. Yeah. Yikes! I gotta read some of these. I want I want to read a positive one. <laughs> uh, that, that's actually what i want to read this is Did like you ever that watched... scene, it's like the scene in pop star where he's looking like for a good review on this album you know he's like oh the onion yes this is a good one here um <laughs> this review is to my surprise perhaps even horror i had a good time watching this movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes yes oh, um uh, <laughs>
1: this negative review says even the dog looks kind of fed up (laughs) (laughs) man uh, I can feel my IQ dropping when watching the level of imbecile characters (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) this review see your life (laughs) inch 90 minutes closer to death wow (laughs) that is a brutal review oh my goodness Wow, these people really hate on this movie, man. Just brutal. That is surprising. Oh, man. Wow. You know, USA Today gave it a positive score.
0: So Who was the critic? We got to put him on blast.
1: Uh, Suzanne, uh, Susan Walzniak, I think. I don't even know how you say that. It's like W-L-O-S-Z-C-Z-Y-N-A. So, yeah. <laughs> have fun with that. Um, but man. Yeah. So I guess watch Paddington and not see spot run. That's the end of this episode, Cameron. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, but, um, I, I would say, I would say Paddington one is a very special movie. Um, and it works on every level. Um, And here's the thing. I think next week I'm going to give a much more heart, heartfelt um, (laughs) praise towards Paddington 2 because I really do think it is a it is a perfect movie and I do think it is recommended to to everybody I I would say everybody should see Paddington 2 but to be fair you don't have to see Paddington 1 to understand the second and you know it might be blasphemous to say that but that's how I feel you don't have to but I wanted you to get the context of of the series, um, if that makes sense. Well, so yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I'm glad I watched this one before the second one. Because
1: yeah, because I agree, it's still enjoyable. So like, if you're thinking about watching the second one, just just try the. I mean, like, you might as well just be a completionist. It's 90 minutes, right? It's so yeah. short, uh, easy to get through. I, it, it's really, there's nothing really wrong with the movie. And it is kind of what you expect, but there's little creative touches in there too. So, um, I would say, you know, yeah, like throw a huge Paddington party. You know, you could watch yes. this movie, 300 people come over to your house, <laughs> you just have tons of Paddington bears
0: everywhere. So and, I watched uh, it. So I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. Maybe I'll ask, um, Juzo next time. We saw Paddington 2 in theaters, but I don't think it was in 2017 when it came out. So there must have been like a re-release or something. Um and like they were showing it in theaters again at the draft house or something. And so I watched I watched the first one the night before. And I was like, wow, that was really that was really excellent. I you know, I'm a little touched. Actually, the beginning for me this time around the beginning was was really really good and like yeah that that speech that uh um that she gives you know about you know find someone who you know they'll they'll take you in you know they'll the you know even a stranger will will look after a bear like you um just was was very sweet and and moving but um yeah, this the second one. I don't want to hype it up too much, but it really is spectacular. So I'm looking forward to you, you, you getting to see it. I'm sure it's going to be a blast,
1: Cameron. I'm sure of it. Well, Cameron, there's something I've been meaning to ask you. Yes, you know, about this show. We have been recording Monday night, and we do release on Mondays, so it's just really late. And I'm like, Cameron, should we start saying we release on Tuesdays? Because Monday's a good night for both of us. Like usually yeah, it usually works the best. Yeah. So maybe maybe we'll start doing Tuesday. You know, my thought is all your favorite shows come out on Monday. So mm-hmm. Or we're Friday. Probably, yeah. yeah. We're probably not your favorite <laughs> show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you go ahead and listen to us on Tuesday. There you go. Well, two yeah, I think Tuesday's a good day. Um for us I mean I think yeah it's it's good to record on Monday I feel like because it's early in the week you know we, we have yeah. like there's like something I feel like the weekend always gets so hectic and I'm like oh I haven't been able to watch the movie yet or like I just I yeah. watched the movie you know late on Sunday or whatever so yeah Monday is Monday I think is a good good time
1: for at least recording our current schedule we'll keep you more posted on that but Monday night, Tuesday, Tuesday morning. You, could, you should expect it uh, to be posted sometime around then. I agree. So we try to post weekly for you guys. We appreciate the support. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week.